0: Welcome to the Presbyterian Church of the Covenant. I'm Pastor Jason Warren Griffiths. I'm glad you're here. I am really glad you're here. i got only just a couple announcements. Um, One of them is, I think churches, this church included, get in a rut of just looking forward to the next thing, and we don't pause for a second and praise God for amazing things that happen. Uh, such as last night we did a family affair where we did this tree lighting thing to that fake tree right there. And it was uh, the, the it was amazing. Uh, it was just fun to carol and it was just fun to be a family that we are. And then the other thing is it's, and it's in your front of your bulletin. One thousand nine hundred and twenty-two shoeboxes came through this place. Isn't that amazing? for Operation Christmas Child, and each one of those went to someone in the, on the globe that really needs love and really needs to know that they're loved by the God who made them. And so um, I, we, just another round of applause for praising God for that. My one real announcement is we're in the middle, of, well, second week of Lent or Advent, and um, I noticed there's tons of these back there. And I, make sure you get, get in here. You know, get in there. If they're a dollar. That's the best buck you'll ever spend. Because you sit down, your family, and this is written at a really low reading level. And it's simple. No, it's, it's for me, too. I, everybody was like, what? It's so cool. Um, it's really good. So grab one of these. Read it with your family at the night time, morning time, whenever time. Let's stand up and greet one another in the name of the Lord. wonderful wonderful if you could stand and face me for this this morning's call to worship and i'm actually pulling the call to worship for this morning from wednesdays of this week and uh, it says in isaiah chapter 44 verse 3 for i will pour out water on the thirsty land in streams on the dry ground I will pour my spirit upon your offspring and my blessings on your descendants. Let us worship the Lord.
1: For those who came last night. Did you guys have fun? Yes, makes lots of goodies. Yes, yes. So last week we talked that hope has to do with patience and waiting. Um, we read from like an example from Romans 8 would be if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. And so that's what we talked about last week. But we are now in the second week of Advent and we'll be talking about um, peace, and what better place to begin than the angels' pronouncement of peace to the shepherds on Christmas Eve? And I'm going to read from Luke two, thirteen. See thirteen through fourteen. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. So one of the things I love about Christmas is nativity saints and the peace that they bring. Um, We've enjoyed sharing that with Everly. She has a nativity at home that we do together. Um, But what does peace mean to you? What are some examples of peace? Being friendly or nice? calm, that's inviting, not fighting, not fighting with your, yes, peace, (laughs) Um, so um, it's hard to imagine a more peaceful-looking scene Um, Then Joseph and Mary with their newborn child surrounded by sheep and shepherds under the midnight sky. We even sing about it in one of the most peaceful Christmas carols ever written, which is Silent Night. And I will bear you, me singing that for you guys right now. Um, (laughs) But we all long for peace. And um, our lives are full of anxiety, tests, exams, friendships, whether they're going well or not, hurting people's feelings. Um, The world, too, is full of conflict and stress. But that's where Jesus comes in. And because Jesus is not only our hope at Christmas, he's also our peace. And it is only in Christ that we will ever truly obtain peace here on earth. Pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your gifts, your blessings, and your presence as we await for your birth here on Christmas, Father. Just be with us in all that we do this Advent season. Be with these kids and their families, and just let us all have a wonderful holiday experience with you at the forefront, Father. We pray this all in your precious name. Amen.
2: We light this candle, the candle of peace, as a sign of the coming light of Christ, as the Lord has promised in days to come.
3: The wolf shall dwell with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf and the lion and the fatling will lie down together. And a little child shall lead them.
4: This
2: indeed and how great is our God and remember that great God our Lord Jesus Christ can sympathize with us in our weakness since in every respect he too was tempted as we are yet without sin let us then with boldness approach the throne of grace where we may find mercy and grace to help us in our time of need. Together, let us confess our sin against God and neighbor. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will, we have broken your law, We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors. And we have refused to hear the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. I declare to you in the name of Jesus Christ, that you, me, we are forgiven. May the God of mercy who forgives us all of our sins strengthen us in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit keep us in eternal life, today and always and forever and ever. Amen.
0: I've already told you this, but I, I'm an input. There's a book a couple years ago that came out called Strength Finders. It's based on that good to great book. You ever read, anybody read that? The premise of that book is everybody always says work on your weakness until you get a pretty good, like even keeled all the game. But then this book, Good to Great, said maybe that should be wrong. You just hire somebody great at what you're bad at and what you're good at, work on it until you're great, you know? And so this was, this was, I don't know how long ago this was, and then there was this book called Strength Finders, and you take this test, and it tells you what you're great at or good at, what your strong suits are. And my number one, nothing even was close to my number one, was input. And what that means is I love intake. I love, like, my wife hates this about me (laughs) because I have comic books. I have tapes. I have Randy's old tapes. I got uh, records. I got 8-track play, uh, 8-track. I got, got, like, uh, records. I got all kinds of stuff. I'm an input guy. And that's why I love being a pastor. I love interesting people. I love interesting stories. And I find most everything interesting. You know? And it ends with, like you can look up online, who is like you? Who has that number one input? And I think the gospel writer of Matthew is input. He was a tax collector, and he was a story collector. And so he's hanging out with Jesus, and he's collecting all these stories. And his gospel is a little more my favorite, because it's told in the way that I receive stuff. So open your Bibles up to Matthew chapter 1, and I'm going to be reading, starting in verse 18. Matthew chapter 1, 18. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, been engaged to go, Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Or Joseph awoke from sleep. He did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and he took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had borne a son, and he named him Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. When I look at this text, the first thing I think of is... Joseph being spoken to in a dream. Who's with me? I'm like, does Jesus, does God still w- talk through dreams? How come I'm not hearing dreams? How come I'm not seeing these dreams? And that kind of thing. And I start to spin out. It wasn't until uh, we were discussing this with my, I was discussing with my wife. This, this, is, a, this is a common trait of mine a lot of times I will miss what, like she'll say, bring me that microphone stand and I will look at her finger. You know what I'm talking about? Like I'm off base. I'm off like where where the focus is, where, where it's supposed to be, you know? And she has to say, no, no, bring me that, that. Follow my eyes, that. I think a lot of us, get that way and we think does Jesus, does God still speak to us with a dream that's not the point the point is what the angel says but we'll get to that in a second how do you think Joseph thought his life was going to turn out how do you think Joseph thought his life was going to turn out Who in here has had a time where you thought your life was going to go this way and it went this way? That unsettledness is at the heart of what this text is about. I think we all, if we're honest, we make plans, life blows up those plans, we make another plan, life blows up that plan. And then we end up doing whatever we happen to end up doing. Angel comes in and blows up Joseph's plan. Joseph is, we we think, because extra biblical, we think he's a carpenter. Or actually, he's a home builder. Because there's not much wood over there. He's a home builder. He's a mason. And so he's thinking, I'm going to cruise through my life and be a devout, Follower of God. Study my Old Testament. Study my scriptures. Memorize that, and I'm going to grow old, and then be with my King when I die. His wife gets pregnant out of wedlock. He isn't. He isn't even high fived her. You know, like it's, it's not. It's, it's, he's like ah, this isn't the way it's supposed to go. He goes to sleep. Angel talks to him in his sleep, in a dream. And like I said, the focus isn't on that he's being spoken to in a dream. The focus is what is God saying to him through an angel in this dream? Enough to change his whole world. Enough to change all of his plans. Because at the end of the text, he does what the angel says. Amen, right? Is everybody awake? Or do I need to tell another story or something what's going on around here? I will tell another story, because that's the part of my sermon that I'm at. West Wing. Ever seen the show? Back in the day, there was this television show called "West Wing." You can still look it up and watch it. I think it's President Bartlett tells this story. There's a guy. He's at the bottom of a pit, and he's hanging out at this bottom of this pit, and he's like, "I want out of this pit." And all he sees is a hole, and there's light shining through the hole, but he's like, I can't get out. I can't jump that high. Let's picture it, it's like by as high as the ceiling. A guy walks by. He says, Hey, can you send down a ladder? Guy says, No, nah, I ain't got a ladder. I'm late for work. Later, keeps going. Person walks by the other way. Hey, can you send down a rope? Something? Just, I don't know, help me out. Lady says, No, nah, I can't do anything. I'm on my way to court, pay some tickets. I don't know why, I just threw that in there. (laughs) Third guy walks by without hesitating. He says, hey. He jumps in the pit with him. And the guy goes, dude, what are you doing? How are you going to help with this? this? Is crazy. The guy says, I was here with my dad when we built this. Let me show you the way out. And walks him out. That's this message that the angel comes to say. God jumped into the pit with us. God moved into the neighborhood. That's how Eugene Peterson put it. God came here. He didn't wait for us to go to him, He came to us. Then the story ends. Joseph wakes up. What's he do? He does it. First application. You've often heard the story of Mary, and we're all to be around Christmas time, storing these things up in our heart. Have you ever heard that sermon? Well, okay, good. That means I'm going to say it here because there's only a couple heads here. Okay, but that's one of the applications is store these things up in your heart. When you think of Joseph, the application is do what God says. Nine times out of 10, you know the right thing. You know what God's calling you to do. The courage is standing up and doing it. Being people that say "I yes to, yes to God, and then whatever he asks us, we do it. That's application number one. Application number two comes from that, that illustration. I was telling that illustration, I used to work at this place called Northeast of the Well, and I would go to the Rough and Rowdy, and I would bring them the Bible. I would bring them scripture. I witnessed this one dude, one week. He came to the Lord. It was a king's house. It was amazing. Spirit fell. I was preaching and I was talking about how Jesus loves you. He came to the Lord. From then on out, he was crazy on fire for God. And he was so fun to be around. He, but he hadn't, he hadn't scratched out his expletives. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You know, he had, to be, he, had, he had dealt drugs for a long time. He had served time in prison for a while. So there were some things that still needed to smooth out. I tell that because I won't cuss, but I, I, you got to get that. I told that story, and I go like this, and I'm standing up, and I jump down, and he goes, and he goes, and he drops the F-bomb. And he goes, holy, f-. <laughs> and everybody in there is like, what? I don't think he's supposed to say that. And then he says, he says an application that I'd never gotten out of that story. He says, that's what it's about. That's what this whole thing's about. And it's not about Jesus jumping down and being with me and being just me with my whole, in, in my pain and my misery. It's about him coming into me and every single other word is a cuss word. And he is just yelling it. He's so excited. He says, it's about jumping down into other people's. He, he just, it's about going in doing what God did to you, to other people. God was sent in the form of Jesus the Christ, right? Did He send it just to save us? He sent it to save us and so that we might be vessels of His extension, His missio day, His jumping out into the pits of everybody else's world. I tell you, within three weeks, we had six new people in the Bible study because of that guy. Application number two. Get in some messy situations. We're 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 wheat among weeds, that's how Jesus says it. We're light amongst the darkness. We don't just all huddle together so that we can be light, light, you know? We go where it's dark. And we bring what, what has been, oh, it's been in. <laughs> anyway, this, me and Malia are the only two laughing right now. <laughs> Anybody seen Bring It On? Come on, people. <sighs> You need to bring it. Oh, it's been brought in. Anyway, that's uh, (laughs) it. Bring it on. Anyway. (laughs) I don't know what I was saying. Oh, I do. Be Be the light. Get in there. Any other applications? One is, this happens like every other day. Joseph was cruising along. He wasn't asking to be the stepfather to God. And it could be any one of us. That's what I like about Joseph. He shows up for a bit and he disappears. That's like me. I'm not make, I, I, don't, who, I don't think I'm going to make a big dent or a big ripple. But I do think that I can faithfully do whatever God calls me to step after step. Let's pray. God, I just thank you so much for loving us. I thank you so much for sending your son for each and every one of us. Thank you for entering our world so that we don't have to come to you. You came to us. I pray that you would equip us, open our eyes to where we're supposed to be jumping into other people's messes so that you might save them through us. In Jesus Christ's name, and all God's people said, now as part of the service we've received. Now we give back a portion of what he's given to us. This morning's tithes and offerings are now received. Seated. Not only did God send His one and only Son to jump down into our mess and show us the way out, He also covered all of our sins. He made it possible so that we might be grafted in and, and brought into the family of God. Um, back in the day when this happened, who you ate with said a lot about who you were. And a piece of this table and a part of what we celebrate here is God didn't give us like go do a huge, like huge concert to remember that I'm coming back for you. Go take a hill. Go get victory in certain ways so that you'll remember that I paid for your sins on a cross. He said, no, no. Let's gather around a table. And I'm at that table too. And I'll invite anybody that needs forgiveness. That's the only prerequisite. This isn't a Presbyterian table, this is Jesus' table. And he says, come, anybody who's broken, anybody that's in need, anybody that's ever felt like they're a misfit, they felt lost and need to be healed, this table's for you. Let's go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit, we thank you again for entering into our world that we might know that we are beloved children of yours. And you wouldn't, go, you wouldn't go part way. You had to go all the way. Sacrificing yourself in our place so that we might commune with you and break bread together with you at the head of the table. And all God's people said, amen. There's a little dance music going on up here. Okay. They said heads up, the bread is already broken. <laughs> so I'm holding it together right now. But picture this is are not broken. And Christ gathered around the table and he this was the Passover meal. They used to be unleavened bread and it used to symbolize they had to get out of Egypt so fast that they couldn't wait for the bread to rise. And Jesus says that's not what this is going to mean anymore. This is a new covenant with my people, my new people. My anybody who says that they're broken and needs to be forgiven and wants to be with God, people. He says, This is my body, not the bread of some lamb. This is my body, the Lamb of God, broken for you. Servers, please come forward. And as you are past the bread this morning, partake in the bread. and then we'll hold the cup together and wait for one another to take the cup together at the end. Christ's body broken for you.
5: same way he took the cup and he said this is the cup of the new salvation shed in my blood for the forgiveness of you every time you eat this bread and drink this cup you do so in remembrance of me said, take, drink, your sins are forgiven. Pray with me. Holy and astounding God, at this table, in this meal, we have been met by Christ, the reflection of your glory the imprint of your being. As we go from this place, may our lives be a joyful song, proclaiming the good news of your righteousness and peace for all the world. Amen.
0: May God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your heart and your mind today tomorrow and forevermore may it be so amen,
4: amen. our